the Bulletin. Right, let's get stuck into Friday's Bulletin. And uh, on the Bulletin today is one Jamie Wall, who I believe had the pleasure of being at Eden Park last night to uh, take it all in. And you've been to Eden Park for many special moments, Jamie Wall. Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Yes, I was there last night. It was, uh, in terms of being special, well, I think you can measure it on the fact that immediately after the game, a very large media contingent was downstairs waiting for the players to come through and in the mix zone and talk to them. And the one thing we were all asking each other was, where does that rate? You know, how special was that to one another? And, you know, there's a lot of people that have been to a lot of things and when you start asking each other that, like, where is that on your list of, like, awesome awesome experiences that you've been involved with, you know you, you've done something pretty special. Like, that was completely out of the blue in terms of the result. You know, we knew there was going to be a big crowd there, uh, that just the, the atmosphere, um, the, the roar that went up when Hannah Wilkinson put that goal in, um, and then that really nerve-wracking nine minutes of, of added time at the end there, I think uh, everyone was absolutely living and dying on, on every kick. And it just goes to show, you know, we've, we've heard just absolutely ad nauseum where it's gotten to the point of being a joke where we got told that, you know, we don't know how big this World Cup's going to be and, and you know, the FIFA machine rolling into town and taking over everything. Well, I think once the balls got kicked, you realise, like, just why that machine is so big and just why we're being told that, because it is, it is huge. That was the biggest crowd that uh, women's sporting event has had in, in this in this country, uh, and there's a very very good reason for it. And we saw it last night. That is incredible when you consider uh, this time. Or in fact, uh, November last year, we were talking about the black ferns and uh, that possibly never being surpassed. And here we have it. Um, a side not really rated going into it, drawing those numbers. So what do you think that, uh, and uh, Infantino, uh, Gianni Infantino, the, the boss of FIFA, said, please, New Zealand, uh, we need you to come out and help. Uh, what do you think that will spark, Jamie? I think it's done, it'll do wonders for the tournament. It's exactly what the tournament needed is, uh, in New Zealand. I think it's obviously things are going pretty well over in Australia and there's going to be a lot of travelling fans um, coming in. Uh, I think that one of the cool things was being able to tell the football ferns as they came off the field um, that they were already pretty stoked and buzzed and excited, but being able to sit there and see the update come through on Twitter that the game in Wellington had sold out pretty much straight after the, as soon as that full, full-time was gone and being able to tell them that uh, just really lifts everything. And because it, it, I think that the fear was that this tournament wouldn't have the narrative of a, of a strong New Zealand team that the Rugby World Cup did. I mean, it, it's, you're kind of comparing apples and oranges here because the, the Black Ferns have been so good over their history, whereas the, the Football Ferns are very much a lesser, lesser team in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but to have that really good performance by a home side, it's going to the rest of the tournament can really leverage off it because people would have seen how big the crowd was last night, how much fun people were having. Again, uh, a different demographic that would normally be coming into Eden Park, very similar to the one that was there for the Black Ferns uh, last year. Lots of families, uh, lots of kids, lots of people who probably wouldn't have ever been to a live sporting event before and mm. having a really, really good time. So I think that, that would show other people out there of that same ilk uh, that they can go along. The tickets are very affordable for the pool games um, and it's a great place to take your kids 
uh, and have a good time. So, I mean, my, my hat goes off uh, to the people who organised it because a lot of hard work's gone into it, and you could see that last night at Eden Park. Were you able to catch up with uh, Yitka, Klim Clover, uh, last night? Because I, I've, I've got to say, um, in the first round of a, of a sporting event, I have never seen such raw emotion and joy um, on the face of a coach and her actions. I mean, it's it refreshing in a way, but quite rare. I think we're not used to it in New Zealand. And to answer your question, no, I, I didn't. I had to skip out uh, of the, the press conference. But I did. I was very privileged to be able to talk to the players afterwards. And the amount of raw emotion coming out of them was something that will stick with me for, for quite a long time. And, I mean, for the people out there that think they uh, probably might be accusing me of hyperbole here, but like it, it was that exciting because this is a real redemption arc that this team's on. And it's why the Black Ferns story was so important last year as well. But for the football ferns, it's even more so. You've got to remember that this is a team who lost five games in a row back, just back in January and conceded 17 goals and didn't score any of their own. So for them to come out and win this first game, is just, it's really, really something. But sorry, going back to the the to Yika Klinkova, I think as New Zealanders, we're not used to it because we're used to our coaches sitting up in a box and, you know, looking at a laptop uh, for, for the course of a rugby game. And football, they're part of the, the entertainment. That's why they put them in that little technical area, area down the side and have a camera on them all the time because they, they want to be seeing that emotion. You want to be seeing two people standing literally metres away having a diametrically opposed reaction to things happening out on the field. It's, it's really wonderful. So I reckon it's awesome that, uh, you know, she's, she was just displaying that. Um, but as for football fans, it, it, it's kind of nothing new because you're used to seeing that in the Premier League uh, all the time. But um, mm. I think she's been really vindicated uh, in terms of what, what she's done with that team because she, she's been under a lot of criticism. So I think for her personally, this will be a very gratifying moment. And it can continue in Auckland tonight, uh, of course, uh, with the Warriors uh, and Canberra um, and continue another role, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, and uh, I, I give I give the Warriors every chance in this game. They've already beaten Canberra once this year, and uh, a team that's getting back to full strength. Uh, they welcome back Marata Niakore from suspension, so he's going to add a lot in the middle of the park. And in an area where the where the Warriors have actually been really strong uh, in the last couple of games, you know they've put on two forty plus point performances. Um, and they have a lot. Of, their, their attack seems to be really clicking uh, right now. It feels like that South Sydney game uh, was a bit of an anomaly. The only thing that I'm worried about is that it, the weather up here is not great, and it feels like it's going to be raining, and the Warriors have not been good in the rain so far. But I talked to Andrew Webster earlier in the week, and he was confident that they'd learned from their mistakes from those games against the Rabbitohs and the Roosters, where they just kind of got done by teams that played the conditions a lot better, teams that kicked a lot better and and really muscled up on defence. And so, but he, he was very, very confident that they knew what to do uh, going into this one, even though that the Raiders do possess a lot of attacking threats. But again, uh, the Warriors, a great redemption story. You know, they, they came off an awful season last year and uh, everyone wants to be, everyone wants a piece of them. Um, they're drawing 22,000 plus each, each time they play at home. Uh, at, at Mount Smart and it's the hot ticket uh, in Auckland right now uh, Well it's a pretty hot ticket last weekend of course uh, when the, the, the All Blacks uh, were there Saturday night the Warriors uh, Sunday night with uh, incredible levels of success uh, yet uh, here we are in the middle of a rugby championship and we're hearing very little out of uh, an All Black camp admittedly it's a, 
it's a non-playing weekend. But what are you expecting to unfold for Australia? Are you hearing anything about personnel, etc., uh, going forward? Yeah, yeah, that's been quite weak. I mean, t- to be honest, I think it's kind of nice to give uh, the World Cup a bit of a bit of breathing room. You know, give the give the woman a chance to grab the spotlight because there's a lot of stories in, in the in the newspapers this morning and in, online, and that's great because they deserve it. It's it's you know it's their day today, and and the Warriors are going to be playing tonight. But um, looking forward to the Blair Slow. That's going to be a pretty massive occasion. It's uh, at the MCG. They're a predicting crowd of around eighty thousand. Uh, for that one in, in Melbourne, which is not a rugby city, obviously. Uh, the, I feel like the team itself is not, the All Black team is not going to be too far away from the one we saw against South Africa. I think they might rotate a couple of guys. I think Luke Jacobson potentially could be in line for at least a spot on the bench um, just to give the loose forwards, keep the loose forwards fresh uh, for the World Cup. I think Shannon has obviously done a lot in, this, in his last two outings. So, um, what sort of game plan? Because the, the Wallabies are going to pose a vastly different threat to the one that the Sabres did uh, in terms of the way that they're going to play the game. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm feeling like the All Blacks could probably roll the dice with a few guys, given how how poorly the Wallabies have been so far. They're in a bit of disarray at the moment. But uh, yeah, I. I, I can't see the Blues low going anywhere, um, but it just feels like it might be an opportunity for Ian Foster to use his wider squad members because if he doesn't, he's kind of running out of time uh, for guys like Dallas McLeod, Cam Roygaard, for example, um, mm-hmm. what they're going to do with them going into a World Cup because it would be a bit strange for those guys to be included in a World Cup squad and having a debut at a World Cup. That, that would be odd. Uh, because there are no gimme tests against a uh, Tonga or, or, or someone like that leading into it. They've got the game against South Africa, which you think they'll be playing their full-strength squad against, because that, that is kind of their only game they won in London. Uh, and then it's straight into it in a massive test against France. OK, Jamie, uh, we'll leave it at that. Thank you very much. Uh, for, I'm very jealous that you, you got to experience that last night, but you don't miss too much at Eden Park, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Jamie, we'll ha- have a terrific weekend. Got, uh, it's a plethora a smorgasbord of sport at the moment that you just don't know which way to turn your head or what channel to watch. Jamie, have a terrific weekend. Cheers, Matthew. You too.